630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Door service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of this morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 6:30. Chad. Just before our love got lost, you said I am as constant as a northern star, and I said constantly in the darkness. Where's that at? If you want me, I'll be in the bar. 8.07 this Wednesday morning. Yes, it's Wednesday already. Mm-hmm. Those weird short weeks. Uh-huh, away they go. Yep. Just listening to... Is there, you might mistake some voices in the world of music. <laughs> you will never mistake Joni Mitchell. If you you would know exactly who that is each and every time. I think you could argue you would know Leonard Cohen the moment you hear him as well. Yeah, I have a theory about Leonard Cohen. <laughs> I think he was the original Taylor Swift. Because? Because he writes songs about his exes. You remember this. Of course, everyone knows this song. And I'm, I'm just going to stop it where I'm like, mm, Leonard. Suzanne takes you down to her place near the river. You can hear the boats go by, you can spend the night beside her, and you know that she's half crazy. She's half crazy. Well, you know, it's happened in the past. Taylor Swift doesn't say anything like that, but he, these are works of art, it's and implied. she's a scorned woman. And of course... Uh, <laughs> <She's> God. <laughs> it's true, my oh, friend. And of course, there's this one as well. Now so long list of of exes including one that i had no idea about joni mitchell that's the fun part full of circle that conversation there is a show coming to the jubilee auditorium it's in april it's called leonard and joni the untold love mm. story so basically talking about a brief period in their lives when they were together but some of the music that may have come out of that uh that brief but passionate union that uh, the story will be told on stage one of the actors who will be doing uh the bringing you that story is uh, Dana Wiley, who's going to be, I guess, in the role of Joni. I don't know how it really works, where you just represent some of her songs or how it, how it goes, but Dana's joining us in studio this morning. Good day. How are you? I am great. How are you? Very good. So this is uh, this is not an impersonation of anyone as much as it's an interpretation and a story to be told. Is that fair? Yeah, that's right. We we interpret the songs and, and we we get to do our own thing with them in a big way, which is great. And and then we, we tell the story of how these two people came together and then parted and how their lives kind of interwove at various points after that. But yeah, we don't we don't play them. We yeah. we do storytelling and then mm-hmm. we do the songs. So what is the story between those two? What happened in 1967? 1967. So what happened was Judy Collins, actually. Uh, Judy Collins, who was pretty big at the time, she was always looking for songs to perform because she didn't write herself. And uh, someone played her Joni Mitchell's Both Sides Now. And this was at mm-hmm. a point where Joni Mitchell hadn't released even her first 
record at this point. No one knew who she was, but she was, I think, living in New York and playing around and making a bit of a stir. Um, and so someone showed her song Both Sides Now to Judy Collins, and she thought, of course, well, I have to do that. It's a brilliant song. <laughs> um, so she put it on a record, and, she, and on the same record, she had found Leonard Cohen's Suzanne, and she did that as well. She had big hits with both of these songs. So apparently as a gesture of gratitude, she had she arranged for both of them to be invited to perform at the Newport Folk Festival in 67, which was, of course, a huge thing in the world of music. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where they met. And they just they hit it off. And it's interesting because I think for both of them, it was a real crux point in their careers as well. It was a big exposure thing. But they also met there. And then they, they got together and they lived together for a while. And it was, it was a really intense... Uh, you know, romantic relationship. Because they're both intense people. Indeed. You, you can see why it wouldn't have lasted forever and ever. <laughs> Burned bright, but not long. Indeed. <laughs> do we know what kind of music came out of that union, or do we surmise what kind of music came out of that? Well, I mean, in the case of Leonard, I don't think we know of any, but yeah, there are a good three or four Joni songs that are definitely about Leonard. Which ones? Um, Chelsea Morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, there's one called this, uh, That Song About the Midway, which was on her second record. That was absolutely about about Leonard. David Crosby used to attest that it was about him. But <laughs> but Joni herself, she had to set the record straight because she was like, no, David, you, you don't warrant a song like that. Leonard so, Cohen does. So here. Taylor Swift isn't the first person to do this, <laughs> write about their exes and their loves and their life experience. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think she... But I mean, I'd say Taylor Swift is a pretty typical singer-songwriter in that way. That's kind of a singer-songwriter thing. And Joni Mitchell and Leonard Cohen are, in some ways, some of those original singer-songwriters, you know, back when that became a thing. So... <laughs> Yeah, writing about your exes. I mean, you know, like, that's what is going to make you want to write. You well, know. talk about emotion. <laughs> yeah. If you want emotions that come out of something, that's yeah, it. Yeah, right? exactly. something you need to work through, you know. Uh, it's interesting. I was looking up and just sort of reading about what the show was going to be about. There's mention of you, and then Joe Nolan is basically plays the, the role or does the music of Leonard Cohen, right? Yep, that's right, yeah. Uh, you were described by a, uh, a magazine, Penguin Eggs, as the only artist they've ever felt comfortable comparing Joni Mitchell to Ooh. in the scope of her talent ever. Does that make you go, I don't know what to do with that? Or, or you is that oh. something you very proud of um I, yeah i don't when i That's first that, that was from some years ago mm. when when that was written and uh, yeah i mean it's complex it's like whenever i see someone in the press being compared to joni mitchell i'm always highly skeptical because yes. there's you know no one is like joni mitchell but as someone who has definitely gone through periods of my life where i've been probably way too immersed in her music i i you know it's it's hard not to take that as a compliment. you can channel yeah. a little of that <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. we're both Saskatchewan gals, you yeah. know. I mean, Alberta people would would say, you know, she's an Alberta gal because she was born in Fort McLeod, but really, she she grew up in Saskatchewan. She moved there. I think I think she was a baby when they moved to Saskatchewan. So, so are your voices just similar, or do you just channel her? You don't imitate her. No, no, we just we don't try to do any kind of imitation. We yeah. just we do the songs and we do our best rendering of them. And I, you know, I, I don't try to sound like her or sing. You like sound her you sound like you sing like Dana. Yeah, yeah, and Joe sings like Joe, and um, it, and we just, uh, you know, it's it's almost like an homage because yeah. we bring our love of those artists and that material to it, and that's what comes across for the audience. But Joe must have a low voice. It's hard not he to does. do. Yeah, I mean, I Cohen. mean, I mean, no one has a Leonard Cohen low voice except for maybe Tom Waits, you know. But <laughs> but Joe's, you know, Joe finds a way to to do it in his own way 
or he's not going down to the basement all the time. But but he get, he captures the spirit of the song. And you know, Joe is a brilliant artist in his own right. So he he brings himself to it and and his love like he has a real love of Leonard Cohen so that's just like flowing through all of it you know uh, we can talk a little bit more about the show because you've had other runs you, you've been doing the show uh, elsewhere and we're also going to give tickets away uh, so your opportunity to win right here on 630 Chad that's coming up after the break as we continue to chat with Dana Wiley this morning This morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chet. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. I didn't see the time. songwriter, musician, poet for sure. Well, an unmistakable voice, Leonard Cohen. It's <laughs> wherever you are, you know that voice. Also, Joni Mitchell, who is really having a, a comeback uh, after performing uh, recently on stage at, at cool. the Grammys for the very first time, which I thought was really neat. 80 years old, first time performing at the Grammys. And of course, uh, that was a pretty spectacular uh, event. And of course, this is going to be quite the event as well. It is called um, The Untold Love Story. It's uh, talking about the brief romance between Leonard Cohen, who you just heard, and uh, Joni. Mitchell as well that's uh, taking place at the Jubilee Auditorium and we have Dana Wiley here singer songwriter musician and actress and she um, I guess doesn't play the part of Joni Mitchell but uh, sings the Joni sings the songs that Joni would and what did you discover in this in this in this I guess role that you have that surprised you about Joni Mitchell or Leonard Cohen well I have to be honest, there wasn't much that surprised me. We tell lots of really great stories through, like in between the songs, we tell loads of great stories about their lives. Um, and there are so many great stories, but the, all the Joni ones, I I knew them all already <laughs> because I've been such a fan for so long. But yeah. one of my favorites is the one that always actually moves me when we're telling it on stage is that she is basically the reason she decided not to marry Graham Nash because after after Leonard she you know she was in this whole LA Laurel Canyon scene and Graham Nash they they were together for a while and he proposed to her and she had said yes but then she changed her mind and decided she didn't want to get married because she thought about her two grandmothers in Saskatchewan and she thought about one of her grandmothers who was such a frustrated housewife that she had at some point kicked the kitchen door off its hinges. And then she thought about her other grandmother who cried for the last time in her life at the age of 14 because she was told she couldn't have a piano. She wanted a piano and she was told, we don't, you know, we're farmers in Saskatchewan, we don't, we don't have pianos, you'll never have a piano and, and, you know, just stop crying. And she never cried again. And Joni says that she thought about these women and she just thought, maybe I'm the one who has to make it happen for these women. And so she decided not to get married and she, you know, she did what she did through the 70s, which was, you know, become a remarkable, not only world of music, but, you know, what she what she did in terms of genre, you know, by the end of the 70s, she was making records with Charles Mingus, who is this jazz guy. You know, mm-hmm. she just did amazing and varied things, you know. 
and led led by example to do and be what you want to be. Yeah, right? yeah, and yeah, that's exactly. pretty inspiring. And I'm sure there were sacrifices there too. Oh, so yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, it's a production that producing team of Graham Neal and Rob Shapiro who have been doing some of these. Was this? Do you think? And you you performed it. You've already done shows, obviously, so you know what the reception has been. Mm-hmm. Is this a harder sell than maybe some of uh, the other ones? Because Leonard Cohen and Joni Mitch, you might love their music. I don't know that it's in the the same full on wheelhouse as maybe some country music something like that. Is it a harder sell and is it the story and the, the music that helps to bring it along? I think so. I, I think something that makes it different from maybe other uh, shows that pay tribute to an artist is, you know, for example, like, you know, I mean, Graham and Rob also have a Johnny Cash show and I mean, anything that involves Johnny Cash even remotely is going to yeah. instantly yeah. sell Take out. Take my money. You know? <laughs> like Take my just, money. Well, I don't care what it is. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but with Leonard and Joni, uh, what's different is that, yeah, they're a bit, I mean, they're both such icons mm-hmm. and yet they're also, they remain a kind of niche thing in a way, somehow. Um, but also what's different is that with almost any other artist, it, it'll be like there's some kind of iconic recording that you're going to want to replicate, you know, like the album version of the song, the song that everybody, you know, like, you know, everybody knows the original version of like, you know, the Johnny Cash Folsom Prison Blue. It's like, yeah. it's like you got to do that version because that's what the song is. Got to you know? play the hits. But with Joni and Leonard, both of them through their lives, they did so many different takes on all of their songs. Mm that it really frees us up because there's no iconic version that we have to replicate. We can just take the song itself and really just do it mm. the best we can do it. And it makes it really fresh and um, That's cool. it, it makes it kind of a tribute show with a difference, you know? Yeah. So awesome. fans of all genres of music, whether you're a Joni fan or, or a Leonard Cohen fan, you're going to learn something and even like expose kids to. Are you surprised at the ages of, of the people that come? Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, a show like this, it's always going to lean to older, you yeah. know. But but yeah, there were some kids there, and I think, you know, some kids will like it. We we have a great six-piece band that plays with us, and we do some pretty rockin' versions of some of the songs, and it's it's a good time, you know. The stories are good, but musically, it's it, it's pretty rockin'. And then you have, there's, there's local references in there, too. So it might be uh-huh. about, you know, this fest- festival and their meeting, but there's local stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Leonard had a, a real time in Edmonton in the in did, the late 60s. Did he now? He did, yeah. He, he visited here for, like, a long... He was here for, like, a good month or two, and he had a bunch of appearances at the U of A. I think they brought him in his capacity as a poet or something mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, he just kind of became a rock star here, and, like, he was selling out... He was doing readings at the Yardbird Suite and selling out, and because he was, like, a new celebrity and wasn't tired of it yet he was like just like <laughs> totally into it and was having parties he was having huge parties at his room in the hotel mac every night until they actually kicked him out wow so um and he actually he wrote the song sisters of mercy in edmonton because he that night he got kicked out of the hotel mac he ended up meeting these two young u of a students they ended up getting a room at the alberta hotel together so the story goes nothing happened um, so the story the goes i think so the story goes, but but he did the next. He spent the whole night while they were sleeping writing the song "Sisters of Mercy" about mm. them. Cool. So that's an Edmonton. That's a great oh. story. Wow. Well, you've sold me, Dana. <laughs> All right. I'll and, see you there. Uh, yeah. So we're giving away tickets because I bet uh, we're not the only ones uh, sold. So we're giving away a pair of tickets to the show. That's April fourth. Leonard Cohen and Joni Mitchell, the untold love story. But you got to work for it. I know people are calling in and they think, meh. It's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. No, it's not. So we want to know where Leonard Cohen and Joni Mitchell first met up. Backstage at a workshop at which 
Festival. So yeah. you need to know that. You can call us 780-496-0063. And if you don't win the tickets, you can find them at jubileeauditorium.com. Dana Wiley, it's been so nice chatting with you this morning. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, my pleasure. Nice Thank to you. see you.